Hi, I'm Eamon Murphy and welcome to the Echo Sport Podcast. I'm joined this morning by Dennis Hurley and Barry O'Mahony as always. Unfortunately, we don't have any great positive chat on the horizon. We're going to be looking at the state of play for the Cork footballers. Three games into the league, they're battling to avoid relegation now. They're at the, at the bottom of the table. Uh, serious pressure on. Barry, we'll start with you. You were on duty for your sins on Saturday on, on, on Parky Cleave. Look, I suppose it was a tight game. They only lost by a point. They did have a red card. I'm sure, you know, a few bounces of ball could have gone their way last weekend and against Loudon they'd be on four points but the reality is they're not they're, they're, they're rooted at the end of the table with Kildare and, and the pressure really is on the spotlight's on them in, in, in the worst possible way as always <laughs> with Cork football everyone's giving out and, and, and being negative but with reason probably Look I don't even know where to start uh, you know like I was talking about um, you know Saturday evening um, basically look Cork lost by point they're joining bottom of the table with Kildare three games three defeats and um you know, it was a very disappointing way the game kind of slipped away from, from them on Saturday. Played well in the first half. They theory. played well in the first half. Um, like they kicked the last four points, you know, in, in that first half to lead by three at half time. And like the players, you know, sprinted down the tunnel like they were hopping, like they, they didn't want the half time to come at all. But then you know, I don't know what happened. Um, the second half, you know, I suppose, look, having just, I suppose, improved and maybe the pressure got to cock as well because, you know, there was a lot on the line. And um, like Luke Fahey, um, Got sent off ten minutes into the second half, but the game was slipping from Cork e- even before that happened. Like and um, so Kevin, you know, did just go into the game. Paddy Lynch, their corner forward, was outstanding. Cork just couldn't get a handle on him really, um, and you know they were all, I suppose dissolving winners in the end, and and, and Cork did reduce the the deficit down to a point um, towards the end, but the, the final whistle. But they, they Cork blew. couldn't get that goal um, they needed. It, it's funny, really, isn't it? They got two goals against Donegal when they. Didn't play particularly well, but created chances up against Donegal. Got their couple of goals, and now against Loud and Cavan, they haven't got the goals that would have been vital to win the match. Yeah, and, and, and once again, they created goal chances, uh, especially the old McSweeney one there in the, in the first half. It was a, a, gr- a great uh, move involving um, Rory Dean and, and, and Matty Taylor, and, and unfortunately, uh, Owen wasn't able to convert, and you know it wasn't his day actually because I think he, uh, I think he, I think it was he kicked two wides, I think just before the goal chance. So. Um, you know he was on a lot of ball, but unfortunately he just couldn't couldn't convert, uh, it, yeah. co- convert his 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 goal chance, and, and that would have made a huge difference. Um, you know it was, it was just really disappointing, and uh, but even in the first half, even when when Cork had their, I suppose periods patch, yeah. p- periods of, of dominance, they played under pressure, they played under stress, like they just they weren't really confident, you know, on the ball, and 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 that was evident in the second half, and. You know, John Cleary, like he's a very passionate manager, but even you know towards the end there, he he lost his cool and his hat uh, ended up on underground um, towards tearing the end. Tearing his hair out, uh, t- tearing his hair out. Yeah, um, he just he just it was just utter frustration and and, and pressure. And then it's the fact that that Cavan came into the game with a win under their belts, like that's probably you know Barry, you're saying that they they were playing with a little bit less pressure, but they were under less pressure. Because they had that win, whereas for Cork to talk all week was must win game, must win game, must win game. Yeah, that, uh, that's it. It's real heat on, like in the it? in the ordinary scheme of things, losing a game by a point, sixteen fifteen, you shrug your shoulders and say grand, like you say, a bounce for ball. But context is everything. Coming in after two losses, like you say, needing to win first home match, chance to kind of turn it around. What you'd be probably worried about is that, like Barry said, they got four points before half time, going leading by three, and what you want then is to, to manage the game you know just the 10-15 minutes after half time 
just make sure that you kind of keep loaded at, or Kevin even at arm length like you know we saw last year Roscommon were very good at, at keeping the ball and just frustrating the opposition and you know if you do that and, and get them chasing you then they kind of become more frantic and they start snatching on chances but again like we've said last year Cork were very hard to break down hard to score against and Kevin were able to come back and you know outscore Cork by five points they sent it they were up by two before that that late chance and you're just wondering kind of what what has changed from the upward curve at the end of last year's championship to, to know well, the personnel is very similar is it? It? there's not a whole, lot, the, not a whole lot of differences to the yeah, team yeah so it we were hoping before the league like the stability was going to stand to him but yeah, right now it's and, and, and we, we said a couple of weeks ago or something like yeah like we said a couple of weeks ago even your way to Donegal the first match fair enough like they're probably among the favourites you can you can compartmentalise that to put in a box but then Loud and, and Kevin you know if you have designs and pushing on their matches you should be winning and now again like we said the last few weeks you're going away to Fermanagh next weekend it's definitely a match Cork can win but when you have the, the three losses confidence is bound to be affected like Barry said there's just a bit of pressure on and you, you just don't know how that will manifest itself now in the the week ahead and Barry Cork's Cork don't we, we did mention it again before Cork don't have exactly a, a powerful home record you know the hurlers are in the, similar enough boat because they've been beaten apart a few times in the league but particularly with the footballers and particularly when that league is more competitive or the football league by its nature is more competitive and important than the hurling league like Cork have won I think is it five division two home games like since, they, since they've got relegated out of 20 it's just it's a terrible yeah, record. And like, they can live a few draws as well. Like there was three and a half thousand uh, down the park on on Saturday evening, and like the, you know the atmosphere, it, it wasn't great. And like there was a, a good crowd uh, that travelled down from Cavan as well. Like and, and and they made more noise than 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 the Cork supporters. And um, like you know, I suppose opposition teams they just enjoy coming down to it's the park, pitch, the big wide open pitch, and plays at Croke Park in that way. <laughs> like it's a big wide pitch, um, and but like stands and but like everything that was good about the Cork footballers last year. We just haven't seen any of, of, of that yet this year. And, and that is probably the most concerning um, I know, where's the turnaround going to come from? Like, like, is what you're saying. Like, like. Whatever about the results, the, the performances uh, haven't uh, come to date. Um, no. You know, in the, in the three games, like, like you know, losing Donegal by 11 points, you know, losing to Loud, especially the, the man of it, and then going on to, to Kevin by point down the park, like, you know, Good first half performance, but then second half, as Kevin did, did probably dominated, I suppose, yeah. dominated and controlled uh, large parts of it. And, and Dennis, are, are, like, are Cork good enough to be beating all these teams? You know, where well, like, there's that, a, there's that, a thing you, you fellas who probably don't go to a lot of games. That's fine or around the country, let alone our own county, and that's absolutely grand. They're kind of looking, geez, Cork, how, how are they losing the likes of Loud and Kevin? But then you kind of break it down on paper. I know underage records and Cork have done quite well underage last few years in contrast to the previous few seasons. They've done well at minor. They've won a couple of minor Munster titles. They won 21 All-Ireland obviously back in 2019. They've won another Munster title since. But when you break, like, are there enough top-level players? I mean, how many players on the Cork panel are getting into a Division 1 team and walking into their yeah, starting lineup? you know? That, that's a valid question. With the, the home record, I think what brings that into sharper focus is that under Conor Coonhan, Cork had such a good home record. You could nearly mark them down as wins, three yeah. wins or four wins, and then you'd get pick up a few morale-boosting ones up to north, and the players always talked about how those trips away definitely helped to strengthen the bond, and obviously, if you're getting the results, Confidence it makes it a lot yeah. better. And that like that team is still fresh enough in our memory, even though you know it's coming up on 14 years now, 
since Cork last won the All Ireland, but it's still fresh enough in our memory that we use that as the barometer to measure the current state of play. And like, like you say, in our heads and maybe outside the county, you still look at Cork as, we'll say, a top eight team. But and they did get to the quarterfinals the last two years, but you don't always get the best eight teams in the quarterfinals. I think the reality is that probably they're a top 12 team, even though they're, they're playing below that at the moment. And then within the lower part of that top 12, there's a lot of evenness. But even last year, we remember the wins against Mayo and Roscommon, which were which were excellent, great performances. But it was the first time in a long time that Cork were winning games that you might be expecting them to lose yeah, rather than losing the ones that they were being expected to win, which was the case for a couple of years, you know, with the losses against Tipperary or, you know, bad qualifier defeats and things like that. And I think, yeah, we do have to accept Cork. They're definitely not in the, the top, the top tier three or four. And they're kind of struggling to stay in the the next, um, the next part, then the, the next section. One one bit of consolation, I suppose, because we you know we we don't want to come across as totally negative, is that you know if they do get a couple of wins and stay up, that should be enough to to make the the All Ireland Championship and the the Sam Maguire rather than being in the Talton Cup. Last year, the way the provincial draw was, the the Connacht draw was stacked with with Galway and Roscommon and Mayo on one side, so Sligo were coming through. From Division Four to get to the final, so that's that was a Division Two spot from the league gone. Yeah, so basically everyone who gets the provincial final is, is guaranteed, guaranteed to be place. in the All Ireland series. Yeah. Then it's league positions after that, so you could have and, the and top Mead, sixteen. You make Mead up. as well, and Mead uh, has Tatton and Cup champions uh, yeah. last year, so, so it's complicated enough. Like isn't it, it is, yeah. Like you basically you don't know what the magic number is until six weeks after the league ends and the provincial finals are are decided, basically. But you, you would expect. The the Connacht final to be two of the the big three involved in that, so that's three Division One teams, so that's fine. The Ulster draws a bit lopsided in that all the Division One teams are on the same side, but Armagh are uh, kind of have the other side, not to themselves, but they're probably the favourites. They're there with Joan Antrim and Fermanagh, yeah. so they should they should be coming through. Exactly, yeah, and like they'll more than likely get promoted the way things are going. So they're you know. They're not taking away a spot either. Down are the wild card because they're in Division Three. If Down get to the Ulster final, that's bad news for for the teams yeah. looking to hang in with with league placing. The Munster final is guaranteed to have a team from outside the top, um, two divisions, um, because Cork Cork are the only Munster side in Division Two. Kerry the only ones in Division One. They're, on they're the same, same side as Raw and Limerick, yeah. and uh, Leinster, like Dublin, are the only Division One team in Leinster. Mead on the same side as them. It would have been better if Mead on the other side, um, given that they are already guaranteed a spot. But if we take it that Dublin will get through, you're you're hoping Kildare Lowell will get through then as well. Um, so could you come like sixth or seventh in Division Two and get if, in there? If if sixth if it all plays out, if if there was no shocks in terms of the provincial finalists, sixth so would be it. Sixth would be enough. Just avoid relegation. If you get relegated, we're basically hoping to beat Limerick and beat Kerry because. The Division Three top two are higher in the rankings than the Division Two bottom two. Oh yes. So sixth is looking like you might squeeze in. Obviously, you want better than that. But basically, beat Fermanagh this week. Beat you know pick up another win down the line. Beat Kildare ideally because Kildare are in a similar boat to Cork. Glen Ryan probably under more pressure, pressure yeah. than John Cleary. There was a, a testy exchange with a, a journalist um, after after they lost their match, but. I think even the fact that we're already talking in these 
these uh, uh, possibilities, yeah, is is is. But Barry, like, like, would Cork be better off going into the Tottenham Cup? <laughs> you know, and, and or uh, ending up in it and going into it is not like even option, but you know, and ending up there, I know we don't want them relegated. But say if they did come six divide relegation, stay in Division Two for next year, you just whatever the way the, the championship breaks down, you end up not being in the All Ireland series, but you have a chance to win a Tottenham Cup, get up to Croke Park, win a trophy. I don't know, like you know, like see how Mead get on this like year having one. Yeah. If, if we do end up in the Tottenham Cup, you know, this five-year car football plan that was published in 2019, Won't be we, 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 we might as well just throw it out the window. So. Um, because it's we're a bit behind the, the, the you know that plan at the moment, but like well that involved us uh, winning the All Ireland <laughs> in the la- in this five year period. <laughs> Maybe they so. win a national title, which <laughs> the Celtic Cup but, would, would count as. But like going going back to the the team selection on on, on Saturday evening, like the the vice captain Sean Meehan, um, you know was dra- was dropped. Uh, he was a sub, um, and there was no I- injury involved. So you know I'm not sure what's after happening there, and um, and like even in the in the second half. Um, like, and this isn't hindsight. Like I was saying to myself above in the the press box, like that, the game it was crying out for David Buckley to come on and and, and maybe make a difference. You know, he was the probably Young and the, lively, probably and one strong, of the, and yeah, probably one of the best um club players. You know, in, in Cork last year, he had a fabulous championship. You know, with Nooses down, yeah, and like he played above in Donegal in the first league game, and he certainly wasn't you know one of the worst players on the pitch. And he ha- hasn't uh, featured, you know, since. So again, unless he, unless he's uh, not know, going well at training, maybe, I suppose, maybe, or something. Maybe, but, you know, um, but like, you I know, know Mar- I, 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 Mark Ronan seemed like went well the last day. <laughs> he was the first, first, first forward off. I, I, I thought Mark Ronan was probably one of the best forwards, and and he he nailed an unbelievable forty-five from a difficult angle, and, and they took him off straight away. Um, you know, again, not sure what happened there. But I suppose for, for no. Cork to go well, then it's like they, they they probably need, you know, their Brian Hurley. Who I know is coming back from a long season with Castlevens probably just hasn't really got into his his flow yet. Um, or or Stephen Sherlock or a Marky, one of them. They're probably the two Marky forwards, the best known forwards. I know Sherlock's coming off the bench, but one of those lads knocking over three or four points in play, kicking all their frees because Cork have been guilty of missing some yeah important place balls across all the matches. Uh, they need they need someone like that firing, don't they? Like you know, you look at all the other top teams. Even at the weekend, Cavan, Paddy Lynch led the way. He got his two points in play, nailed all his frees. Both teams had seven scorers, and I think Paddy Lynch got nine of Cavan's, and uh, Cork's top scorer had four, was it? Four, yeah. Yeah, and you, yeah, you, you do need someone to, to just carry carry a bit of the, the burden like that. And, and like we were saying, goals, like, you know, especially in football, which is, you know, when the scoring isn't going to be as high, it can make such a difference. They're as important as ever. Aren't yeah, they? yeah. And, Cork have guys who can get goals, which is the frustrating thing, and it's just, just not happening. And I suppose yeah. Sean Sean Powder being fully fit would help, all right. And I know we can't be hanging on guys who are missing in 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 the league through injury because every county suffers from that. But Powder is, you know, all star nominee when he's fully fit. Yeah. He rarely has a bad game. Like he's been man the match numerous times. Oh, sure, and and you know, you're wishing you two Sean Powders, you know, <laughs> one to play in the half back then <laughs> yeah. and then one to drive forward from centre. Yeah, forward. no, it, it was it was great to see him. Um, Command, but you know, after the game, you know, he was walking down the tunnel and he wasn't maybe walking, you know, 100%. No, maybe no, he's right, no, he maybe he's just to stay fit all the time. No, maybe he, you know, he, he's just back after, after a period of, or is it maybe some fields? I don't know, ho- hopefully not. But, um, it was great to see him, um, you know, you know, back, back, back on, the, on, on the pitch and you know, minutes minute under his under his belt. But, um, and Barry, do you see like, 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 you know, f- for the management for, for John Cleary, Kevin Walsh, who's coach, rest of the management, like, are there changes they can make for the Fermanagh game? I mean. You know, that, I mean, that's that's my point. You look yeah, down through like, the panel, I, I, and like <laughs> you just, you know, 
there's a lot of good honest footballers there. There's plenty of very good club footballers yeah. there, but like I, top I, intercounty players. Like I, I'm looking, I'm looking bench. for positives here, and you know <laughs> there isn't there isn't many. But um, Chris Oak Jones has had a good good league, hasn't he? He's yeah, he scored he, freely in all three games. And even the last against Kevin, he he kicked um, three from play. three points from from um, from play, and um, and actually there was one change from the from the team that was announced on on, on Friday night. Um, Patrick Doyle, that the goalkeeper, picked up an injury. Um, during the week, so uh, Chris Kelly uh, came in, and uh, you know, in fairness, you know, I thought he did quite well. He did. He didn't much to do in, in terms of you know making saves or anything, but his his kickouts were, were quite good. Um, but there was times there when, when when Chris was looking out the pitch, and and like, there was there was no movement. Um, you know, and and that that's probably that's another that's another worry. Like you know, there was there was no movement, and he just literally just had to Not kick the ball out. Into the kick out options he, and things he just, like that. He, he couldn't do anything about it. And um, again, you know, it's, that's an area that Cork need to need to uh, to to improve on. But you know, John Cleary and his men and management team, you know, they have a lot of work to do. Uh, that's week. very hard yeah. when the, when the whole dressing room is so down. Look, the yeah. only thing is they just and go up to beat Fermanagh, and uh, they just take it game by game. I think that's what. What John said afterwards, that's, that's all you can do, right? Even like, you know, the, the players' body language, you know, naturally enough, you know, they were down, you know, heading down the tunnel after the game. And even, you know, John Cleary uh, said to us in his post-match uh, press conference that, um, you know, the heads are a bit down. And, you know, naturally enough, you know, you've suffered three defeats in three games and that's, that's going to happen. And, you know, go up to Fermanagh, you know, long journey up the road, um, you know, the probably hit up Saturday morning, you know, for the game Sunday at two o'clock. Find some way to win somehow. And, and just, 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 just win, you know. Doesn't matter if it's five points to four, just, just win the game. <laughs> Easier said than done. And, and before we finish up on football, they're, they're, the 21 championships are cracking on, obviously. A bit of controversy with them with Nemo and the, the Cork Under-20 management having a bit of a standoff last year about player availability, but they're, they're pretty much concluding now though, that the Avenue Championship is less to be finished, left to be finished and, and the rest of them are done. Nemo, of course, afterwards lost that game to Bishopstone in extra time. That's 21 final. Yeah, it was, it was a great game and uh, Bishopstone won in great the end, uh, 2-9 to 14 points. Going well underage um, in football particularly. Out and um, Connor Dunn uh, kicked 1-4, four frees. Uh, Brian McCarthy got 1-1. One, one. They were the I suppose, key Bishopstone players in, you know, in, in that uh, particular game. In the Carrick Down division, um, Valley Rovers uh, beat Carrigline three uh, eleven to to one eleven, and um, down in Cabri Bantry Blues uh, beat Iban Gales four uh, ten to to one one nine. That was uh, a massive win for them, wasn't it? In that Iban Gales would have been, you know, on paper maybe the the, the slight favourites there. They'd won it two years ago. And, yeah, you and, know, they, and they got to the final last year. Yeah, um, third final. They would have been. They, they would have been. I suppose slight favourites, but. Um, yeah, Bantry were, were just too strong on the on the day. Uh, there were there there were uh, was was probably Bantry's best player, and he played the day before for his school. Yeah, so I'm going with um, six points. So he played the day before for school. So they just lost the Munster C final. It was a busy weekend for him, but um, so yeah, him, uh, yeah. he'll he'll be on the Cork Twenties radar oh, shortly. And and in um, do hello then, do Gales. Yeah, beat Croke Rovers one eleven to to one nine. And uh, there were a combination of Colin and Mill Street. Um, and that uh, all goes on hold now till later um, in the season. Yeah, they'll progress. They'll progress. They'll progress to the country championship. And over the weekend as well, Dennis, a good, good weekend for, for two two Corkonians. One, one you know very well, he's a Kilbritton club man. Uh, a good friend of yours, J- Jamie Wall. They won a fantastic, yeah, fantastic Fitzgibbon Cup final. Yeah, manager Jamie Wall and captain Colin O'Brien um, helping Mary, Mary Mackle College to beat UL. Denying UL what would have been the first three in a row since 1998, um, which like and, and UL give 
you know, they beat UCC well in the quarterfinal. They were a really strong team. And Mary were up, were up by seven points at one stage in the first half. Uh, Garota Connor got a goal then for UL just coming up to half time. And they were turning to play with the wind and they moved ahead in the second half. And you're thinking that's that. Jeez, at that point, I, I, yeah, you, and you would have said it was done and dusted. But like. no, in fairness, Sam, in fairness, Mary, I, um, like Joe Caesar and Jeremy Ryan were brilliant in the half back line. And then Devin Ryan and uh, Shane Meehan got points to put them in front. And then Colin O'Brien had the last eight. So they won by two. Yeah, that was a pressure free hit. It was yeah. the start of injury time and it made it a two point game, which of course yeah, he, forced you well to, to, to he, chase He always the game. looks like a guy who, who almost relishes pressure and fairness <laughs> to him, you know. And, He's 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 very good at, at outside shooting, like and um, you know, as three Mary or three Fitzgibbon titles now from Mary I. Uh, the first one was twenty sixteen. Jamie was a selector under Raymond Cregan. He was manager the following year when they retained it, and manager now again. And they they got to another final twenty nineteen last UCC. Like so, you know they've become they've created their own bit of uh, exactly. Yeah, uh, they they've become one of the top tier teams in the Fitzgibbon, which is a great achievement and. The more success you have, the more fellas will want to go there. Then, um, so it, it you know, I, th- I thought it was a great final. Like the pitch was very he- heavy in Abbey Dorney. Yeah, it, it was. It, it was a slog. It was a battle, but you know, it was gripping. And I love watching these games where, by the likes of we say, I know probably because the conditions, but and they were well marked. But Mark Rogers and Shane Me and the two clear star forwards yeah. on either side, not the biggest of men. They're kind of top of the ground hurlers. They're they're your kind of Joe Dean style yeah, players. Yeah. They're light and fast, but they struggled to get into their flow. Really, I know. Shane Meehan got a vital point in the latter stages, but but Rogers was, was was held scoreless, and it was actually just, you know, the dogs of war that grounded oh, all the kind sure, of the field. Sure that, that's it, like and Jason Galan getting one three from goal. Yeah, goal, yeah, goal, yeah. Goal you, know, and you, you just get all those kind of stories from the yeah. Fitzgibbon, and they live on in the the lore of it all. Um, and award as well for St Albert Plunkett's. They they reached the Munster Junior B football final. Uh, they beat Les Paul from Kerry. Uh, on Sunday so they're in next week's final oh, that was a great win from yeah. th- 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 yeah. that competition and is th- technically unofficial but it's still very popular yeah. for all the clubs to take and part they were down 2-2 two, two to no score after 6 minutes um, and they won by I think 3-15 to 2-11 so they're in next week's final now against Shannon Rovers from Tipperary uh, and I suppose having beaten the Kerry champions is like they'll oh, be favourites now to, to get the job done I suppose w- one one little glimmer of hope in four Munster club competitions in the 23-24 season, we'll call it, three Cork wins against Kerry, opposition in senior, intermediate and junior B. So, so some, we'll the next five-year plan yeah, might, exactly. might, might work fine. And at the weekend, before we finish up, there's the, the Cork hurlers are back there at the gap weekend this weekend. I suppose they haven't won either of their matches either and could end up maybe in the second tier of the newly revamped yeah. league. But I don't think there's the same pressure on them. People would probably like to see you win this weekend. Already. Yeah, they're, 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 they're probably, yeah, like you said, it's not the same pressure. They have lost twice. The footballers have lost three times. The ladies footballers, I think, have lost twice. Thank God for the Camogie team who beat Kilkenny. Did it, did uh, so Germanly after a winning start. Away there. as well. Up yeah, North we Park. might just maybe call it the Camogie podcast going forward. But yeah, Cork are playing Waterford. Waterford took a bit of uh, beating from Clare the last day and they returned to Walsh Park. So you know they're they're not coming brimming with confidence. It'll still be tough, obviously. Um, you know any team managed by David Fitzgerald will be. But Cork, you know, it's not must win, but it, it it's getting a bit more serious. You know, where this is this it will have us past the midpoint of the league. So you've only two more matches off Liam Wexford before the championship. Then both away as well. So yeah, you. unless you have uh, a semi final, which is probably unlikely, or a fourth place playoff, which you know probably won't carry anywhere near the intensity of championship. So the opportunities for guys to put up their hands are become limited and. So you, you want to see that and you want to see good performances from them result in a win. Then, And Cork had more that. Fitzgibbon Cup players than any other 
yeah, county. So I suppose that, that comp- the, uh, concluding now, uh, uh, you know, point probably too. takes a bit of heat off in terms of yeah, you know, clashes or so, and overburdening on players and then you know overloading players. Yeah, and you know, you'd hope that like Darius Gibbon, Seamus Harnley, the Callans will be available having having not featured in the first two matches. So I don't, you know, obviously it was disappointing. Cork lost both of those games, but it wasn't the full the full Cork team at, at either in either of them um, but just so on principle it would be nice to have a win oh you know, 100% we're, we're on yeah. a roll now we're talking about defeats every, every single yeah. week and I think for the Clark home supporters you know there's a lot of season ticket holders with the hurlers and things who go to a lot of games I mean you know they, they certainly don't want to be leaving Parky Cueve on Sunday having lost at home again no and, and as well this, this will be the third league match in a row hurling league match that'll be televised and definitely draws more attention as well um, so it would be nice you know for the people to be not lamenting the lack of ball winning half forwards or <laughs> puck of strategy or or whatever else is the silver bullet that will put Cork up cure everything and Limerick. turn the, the the time bring us back in the time machine to 2004 hopefully, yeah. hopefully, hopefully it'll be a good weekend you know, for the Cork team fingers crossed uh, thanks very much for joining us this morning on the Echo Sport Podcast you can find us on echolive.e forward slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts